Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. During his ministry, Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is the body of Christ. Through his messages, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. Today here with us is Francis Ball. Francis, thank you for being here as we begin our plunge into the riches of the book of Acts. I'm really excited about plunging into this book, Chris. Francis, in our first broadcast on Acts, we saw the position of this book in the Bible. And today, we're going to look at the subject of the book. Francis, the position of the book when you view it in light of the subject matter is not an insignificant item, is it? Oh, I never realized this book is so crucial and so important, both in its position and in its subject matter. This subject really intrigues me very much. The propagation of the resurrected Christ in his ascension by the Spirit through the disciples for the producing of the churches, the kingdom of God. That subject and the location of this book really are quite important. It's not very easy to get into the epistles and see the real meaning of the epistles without the book of Acts. So it's located in the right place, and we've seen the real subject of this book. I don't believe this has ever been brought to light so crystal clear as it has in this ministry that we've been receiving. Francis, you've touched on, I think, a central crucial point that we're going to be talking about as we continue on in the book of Acts. And certainly Witness Lee has pointed out, and will continue to do so, that the book of Acts is not just a book speaking of miraculous things and supernatural things. And it's a critical book because it is really the transition between the Gospels, which represents the ministry of the Lord Jesus in the flesh, and the Epistles, which is his ministry in ascension. So we have much to gain from this book if our eyes are open, and that's our prayer as we continue on. Well, let's join Witness Lee with our first portion today, and then we'll be back in a few moments to discuss it. What is the act? Hallelujah. The act is the propagation of the resurrected Christ where he is carrying out his propagation in his ascension by whom? By the Spirit through disciples. For what purpose? For churches. Which are the churches? The kingdom of God. This is the book of Acts. This propagation is being carried out by his ascension. I don't say in the heavens, but I say in his ascension. In his ascension, now he's very active. Don't think the rest of the Christ is just passively sitting on the throne, looking at us, the beautiful ones. No, not like that. 
in his ascending, he's very active. He's doing things. This resurrected Christ is very active in his ascension. Nothing can make anyone so powerful, so full of authority as the one in ascension. Where is he now? In his ascension. Ascension does not only mean in heaven. Ascension implies a lot of power, a lot of authority. He has all the power of the entire universe. And he has all the authority in the universe. After his resurrection, he came back to his disciples in Matthew 28. All authority has been given to me. The authority on earth and the authority in heaven. Now he is in such a situation. In his ascension, with all power and with all authority, he is active to carry out his universal and eternal propagation. This propagation produces many churches. The churches are the produce of these resurrected Christ in his ascension. The churches are the produce of his propagation. And these churches are the kingdom of God. Don't take in that wrong teaching. Today the church age, not the kingdom age. The kingdom is suspended and the kingdom will come after the church age. No! In the book of Acts, you could see the churches and the kingdom of God, they go together. Actually, the churches are the kingdom of God. The Acts is just such a book standing at the backbone, unveiling to us such a Christ in his ascension, propagating himself to produce all the churches which are the actual kingdom of God even today on this earth. Then following the act, you have all the epistles. And all the epistles just continue the book of Acts to edify, you see, to build up the saints that the churches at the body of Christ might be fully built up. Then we have a kind of consummation that will be the new Jerusalem. Now you could say, what can crucial position this book of Acts stand? It stands in such a crucial position. Acts is the backbone of the entire Bible. Francis, we have this very unique book in a strategic location situated between the Gospels and the Epistles and with this most intriguing subject. Francis, just the phrase, the propagation of the resurrected Christ, no doubt is completely new to most people. Let's go through it a bit at a time. First, why does Christ need to be propagated? You know, if Christ is not propagated, God's purpose would never be fulfilled. He is the only one who was the real God-man 
of whom God could say, In him I find all my delight. So if Christ is just an individual, a man only, who lived in ancient times and not being propagated today, there would be no way for God to have the satisfaction that he wants and the rest that he deserves. But because Christ is that very one that satisfies all God's desire, he needs to be propagated. That means he needs to be put into other people. He needs to be duplicated in many people. Propagated means to spread it out, to make it known, to make it experienced. So he needs to be propagated for God's purpose. Francis, of course, in the Gospel of John, we had a phrase uttered by John the Baptist, he must increase and I must decrease. It's his increase that really is the propagation we're talking about, isn't it? That's right. That's what the whole point is, that he would increase, not just remain in history, but he is a person alive today. He is the life-giving spirit. Now he must increase by getting into millions of people. That's his increase, and that's carried out by his being propagated throughout the earth. It's a marvelous view for the book of Acts. Let's join Witness Lee with another portion. Have you noticed the subject of this book of Acts is the propagation of the resurrected Christ in his ascension by the Spirit through disciples for the producing of the churches as the kingdom of God. And this propagation it being carried out by himself on the throne in the heavens. The so-called Christian work today seems not a kind of work in the senses. At least we hope that this is a work in his ascension. Ascension should be a kind of a nature and sphere of the Lord's work today on this earth. The work of the Lord today must bear a heavenly nature and in a heavenly sphere. Christ is propagating himself in his ascension. Don't forget, ascension is after resurrection. Ascension is after resurrection raised his dead. So, in ascension, it means what? Something is going on in his nature of resurrection. Nothing natural. Nothing of the natural man. There has to be something of the divine life in resurrection to be carried out through the atmosphere and the condition and the situation of his ascension. Where are we working today? We should be working in his ascension by the Spirit, not by any gimmick, not by rock music, not by this kind of thing, but by the Spirit. Look at today's situation among the Christians. Where is the spirit? It seems no spirit, but human gimmicks, 
but human ways. Using this way, using that way. All kinds of human ways. But not much by the Spirit. And we have to realize the Spirit that is unveiled in this book is the economical spirit to carry out this propagation through the disciples. Who are the disciples? Particularly, who are the disciples? They are not preachers. No, they are not preachers. They are not called preachers in this book. They are the witnesses. They are not ministers. They are not pastors. They are not teachers. They are witnesses. Witnesses of what? Witnesses of these wonderful persons. The one who was conceived with God's theory and was born of human virgin who lived on this earth and who ministered on this earth and who entered into death, and who conquered death, and accomplished an all-inclusive death, and who came out of the tomb in resurrection, becoming a life-giving spirit. Now, as such a rhetorical one, he has ascended to the heavens. He's sitting there, very active, very aggressive, to do his propagation work, these disciples are witnesses of such a one. They witness such a one. By what way? By living such a one. They live by this way. To live such a one. Such a one became their life and their living and the ministry and became their everything. So they became the living witnesses of such a one. These are the disciples. Through these witnesses, they resurrected Christ in his ascension, propagate himself for the producing of the church. Francis, all Christian ministries are no doubt doing their best to grow or propagate, to use this term that we've been talking about today. But our work for this propagation needs to be in a sphere of ascension and without reliance on gimmicks and human ways. If we apply these standards, then we would have to honestly admit that much of the Christian work today just would not reach that goal, would it? I'm afraid that is really the case. And uh, I'm glad you brought up this matter again because I feel like this matter of propagating in the sphere of ascension is something probably foreign even to most Christians. Christ in the Gospels was here on earth carrying out an earthly ministry to accomplish a judicial redemption for all of the sinners who would believe in him. But for him to be propagated, he needed to become the life-giving spirit. So he needed to go through death and resurrection, and then as the spirit, he could be spread or he could be propagated, he could be ministered, he could be put into people and become their life and spread uh, this way. But for us to resort to gimmicks, 
uh, and to natural ways is just far short of what we have in the book of Acts. In Acts, you don't see any kind of gimmicks. Even uh, the other day I was talking to a lady. She's a dear Christian, and she even teaches a Bible class. But when I talked to her about some of the terms in the the Gospel of John and so on, she said, uh, but how can people understand that? And she was for changing it to make it more palatable, make it more understandable. So the same principle goes when people preach the gospel. They try to change the real impact of the gospel to make it something more entertaining, more palatable, more easy to for the mind to comprehend. But what is happening in Acts is the propagating of Christ himself as the life-giving spirit. So this is far different. In his ascension, he is propagating himself, his very being, into people not just carrying on a kind of a message to make it easy for people to believe. Of course, we have to believe, and we want people to believe, but we cannot change the record. We cannot change the Bible. We cannot change God's way. So we need to see in Acts there is this sphere of ascension where Christ is on the throne in the heavenlies, and he's dispensing himself as the ascended Christ He's dispensing himself into people by means of the Spirit, by means of the apostles, by means of the disciples, spreading the word wherever they go. Francis, um, probably many of our listeners, I know certainly I have, and, and without doubt probably you have as well, been in meetings, gospel meetings, where many things were utilized in an attempt to attract or engage the listeners. But when we touch this sphere of ascension, that we see in the book of Acts, that is what captivates and captures people. That's such a contrast to so many of the things that are offered today. Very, very true. Francis, let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. All the churches should not be merely set up, raised up, and established by human hands. Every church should be produced by Christ's propagation. It must be something born of Christ. It must be something brought forth by Christ's propagation in his divine and resurrecting life. And these churches are the real kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is just a sphere of life produced by the propagation of Christ. Actually, the kingdom is just the expansion of these resurrected propagating ones. This resurrected Christ, who is propagating himself, actually is the reality of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is just his expansion. You know, the kingdom of man, the human kingdom, 6,000 years ago, was only one man. Right? The kingdom of man, 6,000 years ago, in Garden Eden, was only one man, Adam. Then, after a short time, he expanded. 
he produced a wife. Then the kingdom of God by that time became a couple. And then they brought forth the children. I don't know how many. It's hard to find out how many children Adam had. But anyhow, when he had all the children, the kingdom of man got expanded from one man to a family. Then to a human race. Then today, my goodness, the human kingdom, the kingdom of man is just the entire mankind around the globe. And what is this? This is the expansion of the man, Adam. So what is the kingdom of man? The kingdom of man is just man's expansion. Now, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is just the expansion of God. Who is Christ? This expansion of Christ is just the churches. All the churches through the 20th centuries are the expansion of Christ. Who came to sow himself in the four Gospels as the seed of the kingdom of God? In the four Gospels, he was the seed of this kingdom. Then through his propagation in the Acts, you have to realize the book of Acts is still <laughs> being written. still not ended yet. This is the propagation of the resurrected Christ, and this propagation is just the expansion of Christ to be the kingdom of God. Have you got it? Hallelujah. Wonderful. Francis, this was a very condensed portion. The relationship here between the propagation and the kingdom and the churches is quite marvelous. Give us your fellowship on how these items are related one to another. You know, in this portion that we've heard today, these three words are actually synonyms. The kingdom is the churches, and the churches are the propagation of Christ. Uh, We should declare actually to the whole universe that the Lord Jesus is now in the heavens and that he, as the exalted one there is now propagating himself on earth through all his witnesses. This is quite important because uh, to bring in the kingdom of God, there has to be the propagation of Christ. Christ himself is the kingdom. He needs to be put into people for his propagating is not just a matter of getting information about him and believing the information and being comfortable that you've been forgiven of your sins, but it's a matter of he himself as the spirit and I would say also as the kingdom coming into you. He becomes the king in your life. He becomes the king in his whole kingdom. So when he's propagated into people, they become part of his kingdom. And so the kingdom is the churches, and the churches are the propagation of Christ himself. Francis, these points related to the subject matter of the book of Acts are pivotal for our interpretation and understanding of all the things we're going to see in Acts. I appreciate your being part of our uh, second life study from the book of Acts and hope that you'll join us again very soon. These are tremendous messages, aren't they? I hope to be able to do that too, and these are tremendous messages. 
For Francis Ball, I'm Chris Wilde, inviting you back to join us then, and thank you very much for listening today. Do you want to know the deeper truths of the Bible? Wish you could attend a Bible study but just don't have the time? Well, if you enjoyed this program, then we invite you to visit our website at lsmradio.com. From there, you'll find programs on every book of the Bible and all free of charge. These programs will not only give you a more profound understanding of the Scriptures, but also refresh and revitalize your daily Christian walk. From our website, you can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or subscribe to the podcast. Again, all free of charge. Once more, that website, lsmradio.com. Thanks for listening. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day, he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1, verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption, to redeem fallen man back to God, and the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.